Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. No Maggie, no Andrew Perloff, but EJ Stewart is here. EJ Stewart, executive producer of Maggie and Perloff, filling in for the final hour of this program. Number to call in. 855 cbs I don't know why I couldn't read those numbers that are right in front of me. Um, you know, you ever had that thing where, like, you're doing something and you get, like, five different notifications as you're doing something? I'm reading the number and I got, like, my watch is going off. I see my phone in the background and I see – I'm like, what? Why is everyone trying to talk to me? In this? I call those weekdays. <laughs> I'm like, why is everyone trying to talk to me? I'm trying to hit this open. I don't understand. Uh, but no, EJ Stewart in again. Number to call in 855 212 4CBS. That is 855 212 4227. We've been talking plenty NBA All Star Weekend, which, uh, my opinion, was a complete disaster. And we got into a point where we start to ask the question whether or not the NBA All Star game is worth saving. And as I said at the top of the show, I think that the NBA has no choice but to save the All Star game because it's too interwoven with the fabric of the NBA. When we think about some of the most iconic moments in the NBA, we think about Jordan jumping from the free throw line. We think about Doc jumping from the free throw line. We think about Vince Carter going between the legs, pointing to the rafters, telling the camera it's over. We think about Lightbird throwing that number one up after he wins his third consecutive three-point shootout. Like These are the iconic moments of the league. You can't separate the two. The NFL was able to separate the Pro Bowl. That was easy. Like, nobody thinks about the Pro Bowl when you think about the most iconic moments of the sport. So getting rid of that was nothing. Just done. Easy. NBA doesn't have that luxury. You also can't put on a spectacle that is your most watched event outside the NBA Finals. And it not be A, must watch, and B, for the children or for the youth. You can't have a must watch. You can't have an entertainment spectacle and not be for the kids or not be must watch. It, you can't have it. I feel bad for those kids sitting there in the stands for the Special Olympics and for the Boys and Girls Club of America. Those kids were like they were ready to nod off. First of all, the game started like at nine o'clock Eastern, basically. And then the guys are up there doing a glorified layup line and seeing who would make the most half court shots. Like what happened last night was an absolute disaster and it was pathetic and it was a shame. But the NBA has to fix it. It has to fix it. Adam Silver, he's got to figure out what he wants to do. Does he want to be a commissioner or does he want to be best friends with these guys? Watching Adam Silver give out that trophy to the Eastern Conference, he looks so sad. He looks so sad. He was like, and, I, and I'll try to see if we can get this out maybe next segment. But he was, he sat there. He was like, well, 
you guys scored the most points ever. I guess that's great. <laughs> Just gave the Eastern Conference the award. I mean, the sound of his voice, like he looked like a disappointed principal after he saw, you know, his school just had a food fight and he's got to spend half the class. Like that's what he looked like giving out that trophy last night. But a lot of this is on him. Because he's allowed the players to tell him what's good and what's not good for the league for too long. And then in a game in which they tell him, hey, we don't play hard because actually the player intros are too long. And he actually buys that crap. And they go out there and they still spit in his face. He has no authority. They treat him like a joke. So they treat the game like a joke. But at the end of the day, it's the fans who lose out. I think there are ways to fix this. I gave you my three-point plan to fix the All-Star game. Number one, you got to include the WNBA in the three-point contest. Three-point contest is great. It's one of the few things that actually is still great about All-Star Weekend. But I think we saw the height that it can go to with Sabrina and Steph. Truly the best moment of the entire weekend. We saw how awesome that was. We saw how great that was despite the announcers trying to ruin it, basically, uh, during the All-Star, All-Star Weekend, talking about women's basketballs and WNBA three-point lines like they didn't they didn't understand the moment they had no clue but I think everyone else enjoyed it for what it was and knew that it was important bring more women in we're gonna have Caitlin Clark who's gonna be a part of WNBA next year we got Brianna Stewart's another great shooter there's plenty of great shooters in WNBA I watch WNBA games these girls can play I would love to see more of these women compete in the three-point contest I think that even Brad add even more attention so I'm bringing the women into the, the three-point contest, number one. Number two, $5 million to anyone who wins a slam dunk contest. $5 million. And don't tell me the NBA don't got the money or it's too much money. They got the money. They have an LED court for crying out loud. They got the money. They can give $5 million on one night to one guy. And I think that someone would absolutely take that. These stars that are so scared of losing to a G League guy, of losing to the 15th man on the roster. Shout out to Jalen Brown. He wasn't afraid. I wish his dunks were better, but whatever. He went out there as an all-star with a name. He tried. But these other guys who are so scared of their own shadow, those guys see $5 million. I think they're going to have to double think about whether or not they're going to participate in an event like this. And number three, you got to put stakes on the all-star game. Too much of the sport has become that these things don't matter because all we care about is the NBA Finals and the playoffs. Okay. That's all you care about? Fine. Winner of the All-Star game, that conference gets home court advantage in the NBA Finals. And I'll see if Denver Nuggets fans will be happy that Nicole Jokic is, you know, playing patty cake with, with Luka Doncic running up and down the court when they're trying to defend the championship. Let's see if some of these fans will be okay with their players that are in playoff races and competing for seeding in the NBA uh, playoffs, whether it be Eastern Conference, Western Conference, those guys taking turns taking half-court shots. Let's see if they're okay with Anthony Edwards shooting left-handed. Let's see if they're okay with that when they know everything is on the line in an all-star game. I guarantee you those guys will act a lot different. So that is my three-point plan to fix the all-star game. I think the all-star game is important to fix, and I think it has to happen. I want to hear what you guys got to say. Number to call in, 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. You can also tweet me, EJ underscore Stewart, or tweet the show, um, at Maggie and Pearl. We got another tweet that came in. This one from Rob in the 312 who tweets, EJ, you want to make the NBA better? Get rid of the stupid draft lottery. If you are the worst team in the league, you get the first pick like every single league in pro sports. 
one, that's not true. The NHL has uh, a draft lottery, and that is something that they've instituted recently, and that's gone really well for them. Like, Chicago's got, you know, Bedard. I don't remember. I think there was a lottery when McDavid went to Edmonton. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but I don't know. Lottery seems to have done well for the NHL, so I don't know if that's necessarily the problem that it's a lottery issue. And we already had a problem with tanking. So, you, in fact, I think they should actually expand the lottery. If it was up to me, I think every team that doesn't make the playoffs should have maybe equal odds. Like, I've re- I'm that serious. Like, the we have so many teams, not this year so much, because there's nothing to tank for. Like, and we had a call earlier complaining that there are too many really bad teams. And there are some, like, there are definitely some bad teams, like the Blazers, the Spurs, Pistons, Wizards, Hornets. Those are awful basketball teams. They lose almost every night. But for the most part, we have very competitive playing races on both sides. We have very competitive races uh, in the West for the one seed, in the East. Maybe not for the one seed because the Celtics are so good, but battling for two through six in the Eastern Conference has been an absolute war throughout the course of this season. Part of the reason why these guys maybe don't want to give effort in uh, an all-star game. Like, I don't know if if getting rid of the lottery helps that. Because we've had fine competitive balance. And these teams would have been bad regardless. They're not tanking on purpose. But if you decide, hey, the worst record gets, you know, gets to actually get the the the, the number one pick, you'll see tanking like you've never seen before. And I don't think we want to see that. So I understand the point, but I don't know if that's necessarily so much of the issue. 855-2124-CBS. Uh, we've been talking plenty NFL as well. And I want to get to something very important in a moment about a team that I think maybe – Maybe one move away from being in that Super Bowl contention. Unlike the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are being completely unserious. The Pittsburgh Steelers, according to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, are internally struggling with the idea of whether or not they should start Mason Rudolph or Kenny Pickett next season. Which is laughable to me because I'm like, how is a team that says they're competing for a Super Bowl and trying to break a streak of playoff losses talking about Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph starting week one. That is that is insane to me. I still can't figure that out. To me, again, like I said before, if you're, you know, the Panthers or you're the Jets, or you're one of these truly sad sack organizations, the Titans, you're telling me these are the options you're looking at, I'd say, well, look, I mean, you haven't won a lot in a while. Maybe the Titans are unfair. They won a division not that long ago. But like those other teams, I'll say, look, you haven't won in a while. You haven't been in the playoffs in a long time. Like, I understand it, bro. Like, you're trying to figure things out and maybe you need a year to punt before you figure out what you're going to do moving forward long term. But you can't do that if you're the Steelers, man. You got six championships. There's a championship expectation for the organization. You're one of the flagship franchises. You're telling your fan base that's starving for, let, let alone Super Bowls, just playoff wins. You're telling them you're going to come back with Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett? Like, that's a disaster. You could watch the show if you're not listening on the Odyssey app or wherever your local affiliates are. You can watch the show. On Twitch, twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio or YouTube, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. We have a chat that's very active on both sides. Shout outs to the Weedos and the coffee drinkers in both chats. I love chatting with those guys who watch the show. Haven't been able to chat as much because, you know, a little busy trying to steer the ship for this final hour. But I am reading the chat. I'm seeing what you guys are saying. We had Delta 9 Brian from the YouTube chat say, quote, EJ, you keep my Panthers name out your mouth. <laughs> we are undefeated in 2024. I'm sorry. I hate to do that. I hate to be that guy that just runs off like 
That's why I always include my team. I include the Jets in there too. But when I run off like sad organizations, I hate to like be the guy that just runs off a bunch of teams. Because there are probably people listening who are like, oh, hey, don't talk about my team like that. And I don't want to make everyone feel like they're just a laughing stock. But unfortunately, when I think of like the true franchises that are going nowhere outside the Jets, right now the first one that comes to mind is Carolina Panthers. I'm sorry. And look, I, I really actually have nothing, no, nothing, I have no beef with the Carolina Panthers or their fans. You know, I really actually rooted for them a lot growing up, just not as like a hardcore fan. Obviously, I'm a Jet fan, but like teams that, you know, you root for that you don't care about as much. But I always root for the Panthers. I wanted them to crush the Patriots when they played them in the Super Bowl. I like Cam Newton. Like, I have nothing against them, but it's just where they're at right now. Right now, they're a sorry ass organization. So when I think of unserious teams, <laughs> the Panthers come to mind. And we shouldn't be talking about the Panthers in the same sentence with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But when you tell me you're a Super Bowl contender and then you say, we're trying to decide between Mason Rudolph or Kenny Pickett, those two things just do not add up into my head. It just does not. 855-212-4227. There was a story that came out, or not really a story, but there were some odds that came out. And I'm not one that really goes crazy about odds of players leaving and staying and where they're going to go and trying to bet who that's going to be. For me, like some of that's a little... You never know why the odds are moving. You don't know if Vegas knows something, if they're just having fun and throwing out teams out there and, and making you know making people feel like maybe they can win some money. I, you never know why they're doing this. But I did find one odds uh, you know dropping that I thought was very interesting. So odds makers uh, with DraftKings, they they did a they did a a, a thing on Kirk Cousins' future. So they wanted you to bet. What are the odds Coach Kirk Cousins plays with X team next season? So, number one, of course, was the team he currently has played on, which is the Minnesota Vikings. But coming in at number two, meaning the team that Vegas thinks has the best chance to land Kirk Cousins if he does not return to the Vikings, was the Atlanta Falcons. And... I was a little surprised when I saw this, but the more I started to think about it, I got really excited. I think if Kirk Cousins finds a way to land with the Atlanta Falcons, you could, could be seeing a repeat of what happened when Matt Stafford Stafford landed with the Rams. Because if you think about the situations, you got uh, a team, not as successful as the Rams were under McVay, but a, a Falcons team that, it's kind of been knocking on the doorstep of playoff contention, but hasn't been able to get over the hump because the quarterback plays so bad, the coaching's been so bad. But has a lot of talent on offense, a lot of talent on defense. And you think about a guy like Kirk Cousins, who, for whatever reason, in the place he's been, just hasn't been able to get them over the hump. Before it was Washington and now Minnesota, just haven't had the right mesh of guys to finally get over the hump, get to the Super Bowl, at least win some playoff games. He's just struggled. And for whatever reason, the Minnesota thing, it's been, I can't say what hasn't been successful because they've won a lot of games. They've been to the playoffs, but he hasn't turned them into a Super Bowl contender, which is why I think when you hear from that general manager, Quasey, he talks about Kirk Cousins as if, you know, he's waiting for the next best option because I think legitimately he is. But I think if you land Kirk Cousins, with the Atlanta Falcons, you think about the plethora of weapons that they have. Drake London, stud. I know Kyle Pitts, a lot of people are down on him. I am not as down on Kyle Pitts as other people. Like, 
Kyle Pitts just a year ago caught for a thousand yards. Like this guy is an absolute physical freak. And I blame a lot of their issues offensively and their ability not to give him the ball on the coach and the quarterback play, not Kyle Pitts. They got two stud running backs, Tyler Algier, B. John Robinson, their first round pick last year. Both guys awesome. All they need is a guy who can distribute the ball. And this could go from being one of the most meh offenses to elite. And forget about even the the um the 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 comparison to Matt Stafford, which I think is 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 very appropriate for this. I also think about like Tom Brady. When Brady went to the Bucs, another NFC South team that couldn't make the playoffs, couldn't find their own way, looked like they kind of were going nowhere, but had weapons. They dropped in Tom Brady, and all of a sudden, they're in the Super Bowl. I know Kirk Cousins isn't Tom Brady, which is why I went to the Matt Stafford thing. But the 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 example still applies because what they needed was someone who was reliable, who was accurate, who could deliver the football and move the chains. Something simple. They didn't need somebody to run around and, and make something out of nothing. There are plenty of pieces there. But they weren't going to succeed with the offense that they had. They weren't going to succeed with the play calling. A lot of things had to change, but they already made one big move getting rid of Arthur Smith, who I already talked about being one of the worst play callers in the NFL. Somehow he got another job doing it, which is crazy to me. They got rid of him, and they brought in Zach Robinson from Los Angeles. So, again, you want to go back to those Rams, Matt Stafford comparisons? I think there's a lot there, too. Bringing Zach Robinson to call offensive plays, Raheem Morris, head coach, I think he's actually going to do a really good job. I think you look out for the Atlanta Falcons. If they find a way to land someone the caliber of Kirk Cousins with the weapons that they have, Algier, Robinson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, that is more than enough to win the AFC South. In fact, you may walk in the AFC South, given how bad that division is. And then you get a first-round home game. First, I mean, the 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 Bucks were kind of like a you know borderline mess for half of the season, and they still got a home game. They were able to advance in the playoffs because of winning that division. So you can make noise when you get in, too. So you got the Falcons in a situation where if they're able to land someone like Kirk Cousins, I know he's coming off an Achilles, and there's some questions about that. I tend to think he'll be okay, but you never know with Achilles injuries. But if Kirk Cousins comes back and he's the 4,000, 4,500-yard kind of quarterback that he's been for the past five, six, seven years, you add that to what they've had, they won seven games with Desmond Ritter. I mean, you got you to gotta add at least another three, four games if you've got Kirk Cousins healthy. So you want to talk about unserious behavior in Pittsburgh. You want, and I think you're seeing the exact opposite in Atlanta if they find a way to land someone like Kirk Cousins. And the odds makes are right that if Kirk Cousins does leave town in Minnesota, that the Falcons are the team with the best chance to land him. 855-212-4CBS. i get a quick call in here before we get to break. Let's go to Bill, who's in California. Let's talk all-star game. What's up, Bill? Good morning. Glad to see that us. Working class folks still go to work on President's Day, I guess. Huh? <laughs> there you go. There you go. I think. Look, I think hey. Maggie and Andrew would still consider themselves working class, but they work very hard, so they definitely deserve time off. I'm happy I'm able to fill in. Hey, I just want to weigh in on this All Star thing. You know, we got what I call the four major: NHL, NFL, NBL, and the NBA. And two of those, being the NFL and the NBA, I think their All Star stuff is just a joke anymore. Um, it's just, you know, it, it just doesn't happen. And I don't know if your three point thing would actually help the NBA. I guess it'd be a good start, but I don't, you know, this weekend I worked around the house. I had other things to do. I didn't even pay attention to it, mm. but 
if they want to do it this way, you know, if they want to do it like this, then what they should do is they should put it on the weekend before the uh, uh, the NBA finals and do I mean, the guys that make it the finals don't play in it. The other people can do and make a joke out of it, just like the NFL does now. Right. They do it the week before the Super Bowl. It's just, I mean, let's look at the NHL. I don't watch the NHL that much, but what those guys can do on skates, on ice and stuff like that, that in itself is a skill. And their skills competition, that's a great thing. And, you know, the, the uh, Major League Baseball, I'm a big fan, love it. I think their all-star game is pretty good still. Yeah, I think and it's the, the best. And the home run derby. Yeah, I think it's the Home best. run derby is, is great, right? Yep. But the NFL and the NBA have just made a whole joke out of the whole thing. Uh, they're just, they, you know, they don't care about it, so why should we? And so they should just put it on in, uh, in a time where most people aren't going to watch it anyway. And, you know, until they decide they want to come serious about it. And like I said, your three-point move, maybe it will work, maybe it won't work. But at this point, put it on the weekend before the NF- NBA uh, final start. Let them play around, do their thing, mm-hmm. let them, whatever. But other than that, I, I, I don't watch it anymore. I don't watch the uh, NFL Pro Bowl because why is it called the Pro Bowl? It, I mean, it's just, it's just nothing. Well, I think now they call it the Pro Bowl it. skills games, I think they call it whatever, or the Pro Bowl games, I think they call yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the, but you know what? If they want to do it that way, great, fine. But they should take that and keep it in Hawaii so that way they can go out there and have all kinds of fun and the people mm-hmm. of Hawaii get to see a bunch of good stuff too. But I just, I just think both the NBA and the NFL are just gone, gone down, gone downhill quick, and I don't see them coming back up. I hear you, Bill, and thanks so much for the phone call. Good points all around. Look, and that was one of the things I mentioned earlier in the show is one of the problems with the NBA All Star Game is the scheduling. It is a major problem to have the biggest sporting event that happens, the Super Bowl, where we all get the bang for our buck. We're not gonna say it's always the best. We're not gonna say it's always a great game. But the NFL tries. <laughs> they make sure that that is the biggest event we have in American sports and in entertainment, really, this year. They put on a great concert. They have all this hoopla throughout the week to get you ready for the game. I was there in Vegas. I see how they treat the fans and the fan experience, which is awesome. It's hard to go from that and then those fans saying, oh, wow, okay, football season's over. Long fall, long winter, but we had fun. All right, well, I got to turn to other sports. What do we got to do? Okay, NBA All-Star Game. Let me check this out. I haven't really followed NBA all year. And then you watch that. That cannot be the product after the Super Bowl. It cannot. If you want that to be the product, put it in Super Bowl week. Who cares? Because at that point, it doesn't really matter. You can tell me everything doesn't matter. All right, fine. Put it the week before the Super Bowl, just like the Pro Bowl is. Have it compete with football. And then we don't even think about it. But I, I think that's a major issue to have that be the first thing sports fans really get their teeth into post-Super Bowl. I think it's a terrible look for the NFL, excuse me, the NBA. So the scheduling, to Bill's point, is is, is a problem. If you're going to make it that much of a joke, just put it at the end of the season or put it in the middle of Super Bowl. You can't have that be the thing that comes out after Super Bowl week. That is ridiculous. 855-212-4227. CJ Stewart filling in for Maggie and Perloff. Still a lot to do on this show. I'll be with you till 10 a.m. Eastern. Then the great... Mark Ryan fills in for Bill Ryder on Ryder Than You. More coming up after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, my gosh. That was Joe from Rhode Island earlier in the show. It's EJ Stewart filling in for Mackie and Perloff. Had to drop the ether beat on that, man. He went off. It started about the All-Star game, and then he's, like, calling out Jalen Brown, calling him a bum. Then he's calling out LeBron James. I I assume Joe's a Celtics fan. He was just killing Jalen Brown for for skipping on, a, I guess, a Friday game so he can do the slam dunk contest, and then he was not that great in the slam dunk contest. It's funny. I saw someone tweet, that the NBA All-Star game was like watching a Jalen Brown slam dunk contest for three hours. And I was like, that's pretty that's pretty legit. It's pretty accurate. I wish he would have busted out in the flow. Like, compared to Jason Tatum, you're whack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That and was... Joe Mazzulla made you take the blame you lame. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I, I, I love the passion. I love the passion. You're talking about it's like 6 a.m. and he's calling, talking about Jalen Brown not doing – not playing a regular season game on a Thursday and then getting on LeBron for not being able to jump. LeBron, I, it was funny. LeBron, he dunks with power, but he's not. Joe's not wrong. Like that, that, that Tomahawk he did in that game, it was powerful. But I also know it's like, wow, he didn't get up there on that. I was like, now to be listen, I'm not a LeBron, LeBron defender. I will defend him on disregard. He, I know he is playing through a little bit of ankle injury, so maybe he was pretty limited in terms of that. But. Yeah, my man's getting up there in mileage, but this guy was a Joe. That Joe, was called? Joe in Rhode Island. You know, my man woke up like a <laughs> Sith Lord with a lot of hate this morning. I loved it. Yeah, he had a lot to get off his chest. And and look, this is the platform to do it. Like I, I say, there's two things when I step to the mic. Uh, EJ will keep it 100, and EJ is ducking no smoke. So, look, apparently I, it wasn't the smoke for me. The, all the smoke was for LeBron and the NBA and Jalen Brown. Like You could have smoke for other people, too. I have no problem. Phone lines are open, 855-212-4CBS. Let's get quickly to Tom, who's in Columbia. I want to hear this point because I talked earlier about Kirk Cousins and why I think he'd be a great fit for the Falcons, and I actually think that maybe he could have an impact similar to Matt Stafford on the Rams, taking them to the Super Bowl in his first year. What's up, Tom? You're on uh, you're on CBS Sports Radio with EJ Stewart. What's happening? Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. What, what do you got for me? Uh, 
I hadn't put much thought into the uh, the Ram situation, but what I did have to say was they had a, a segment over the weekend talking about the, today's quarterbacks that are great probably couldn't play in the era uh, gone past. I agree, but I disagree because if they came up with the rules of today that was then, mm-hmm. then they would have practice to be better in those rule changes. Right. You may not you, – you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They wouldn't have a lot of the quarterbacks that would succeed in that era, but I promise you the ones like uh, Mahomes who would have to have practice in that era would probably have been great in that era. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that I think stars of all eras will be great in any era. Like I think the idea that one. like you know that like Kareem couldn't become a stretch five, or that again like right. Patrick Mahomes couldn't play in the physicality of the NFL. Like I, they would have found a way. It would have been different. It would have looked different, but they would have found a way because those guys are just so great. I believe that too. One one last quick thing. Yeah. Uh, Somebody spoke about the NBA. They should put it at a time slot where nobody uh, would probably watch. That couldn't be the case because they do it to get paid by the commercial entities. Oh, for sure. And they make too much. They make too much money from commercial uh, uh, presence not to have it at a time slot where the commercial would be shown. And uh, that's all I got to say. Thanks. No, I, I appreciate that, Tom. Thanks for the phone call. No, I think the caller said that, and I, I said that it made sense. He was talking because he was saying, look, if the product's going to be this bad, then you might as well just put it at a time when no one cares. He, he wasn't saying that, you know, it should be there. That would make sense from a business standpoint. He was saying just because how bad the product is. And what I will say is, yes, those sponsors, they're going to want to invest in the NBA. They don't want this at a, at a prime spot. But not if the ratings plummet. Like, I don't know. I, I guarantee you the All-Star game next year, there are not major changes. You're going to see a massive drop in ratings after what happened last night. No question. It's the biggest story in sports, how terrible that thing was. So keep playing around. You know, F around and find out, NBA, when it comes to if you think you can put on that product and think that everything's going to be okay. It's not. You're going to see the ratings plummet. You're going to see marketing plummet. You're going to see sponsorship plummet. And then all of a sudden, you're going to be looking around saying what happened. Things don't last forever. It was a time when boxing was the most important thing in the world. Now it's irrelevant to a lot of people. So thinking that just because everything is good now, that it will be good next year, two years, five years, ten years from now, you're sorely mistaken. 855-212-4CBS. Great Pete McCarthy joins me for updates. Pete, what's happening? All right, AJ. Well, some quick baseball news this morning. Reliever Liam Hendricks agrees to a two-year deal with the Red Sox worth $10 million. That's according to Buster Olney. Hendricks had a Tommy John surgery last August, so it won't be a factor until late in the season at best. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, George Carl, uh, they have some beef. Went uh, back and forth a little bit. Tell you about that right now. Melo right now, he's doing a podcast with the kid Mero, 7 p.m. in Brooklyn. And Melo remembering when George Carl took over as the head coach of the Nuggets. I'm 21 now. Mm. All I know, I got a big name coach coming. George Carl, Coach Milwaukee, Coach Seattle, Gary Payton. You know what I mean? All of, all of that. <clears throat> we get to Milwaukee after sh- after shoot-around, call me to his room and tell me, Hey man, like I think you overrated. Like I, I, you have a lot of work. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. First sentence. Right off the bat, and uh, Melo didn't stop there. Told me I was overrated. Looked at him. 
right. So, yeah, you remind me of, uh, I, I see your role on this team being, <laughs> you're more like Detlef Shrimp. <laughs> it's great that he can't even, like, get it out. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen a player-coach beef last longer than Carmelo Anthony versus George Carl. Like, I don't, like, I know, like, I'm a, I love Carmelo Anthony. He's one of my favorite all-time players. I'm not sure many people remember even that George Carl was the coach for his formative years in the NBA, but, like, we can't forget it now because every couple of months, we were reminded about how much George Carl apparently hated Carmelo Anthony. Mm. For a guy who's like Car- George Carl is like he might be top five or he's definitely top ten in the all time wins. I can't think of a guy who has been as successful at his job as George Carl is that is also like a punchline. Like between this stuff with Carmelo Anthony, where he thinks Carmelo Anthony is dead of strength, first meeting he's telling him he's overrated. To of course the famous story in the in the Last Dance documentary. When Michael Jordan, you know, went to say hi to him, just, you know, wish him good luck for the finals. And, like, George Carl just snubbed him, just ignored him because he wanted to, like, send a message, I guess, to Michael Jordan for an NBA finals. And that was, you know, Jordan's. How'd that work out? Not very well. It was basically the fuel for Jordan to win that finals. And, and you know, Mr., you know, I took that personally, took it personally. Like, I, how is he so successful? Like, how do he win so many games with some of this, like, sophomoric, foolish kind of, like, behavior. Well, I I love this, too. I mean, I saw this because George Carl posted about it. He said, hey, Carmelo, let's not do this. You're telling stories that are 20 years old. Let's move forward. Bicep emoji. Okay. Then in the same post, and you were overrated, and you wish your game was as efficient as Detlef's. Now, Carl included a laughing emoji, so he's busting, and Carmelo replied with a bunch of laughing emojis, so maybe uh, they buried the hatchet a little bit. But I, I just love that that reply going right at him. I just see stuff like that, like, and, and maybe it's too much of my, like, crazy NBA basketball brain, but, like, I see, I hear stories like that or hear stuff like that, and I can't help but feel like when we – complain about coaching or debate about coaching and a lot of, and not just in the NBA and other sports and these NFL, NBA coaches, MLB, MLB managers, they kind of come with this hubris about like, Oh, how dare you? You don't know how long I've been coaching. You know, I know this team better than anybody else. Like they come with this hubris that the sum will say is a little disarming. He's like, well, I mean, yeah, the guy's an NBA coach. He's been successful. Or he's an NFL coach. He's been successful. So clearly he must know that more than me, but I'm sorry. Like if I became the head coach of the Denver Nuggets, I'm not saying that Carmelo Anthony is going to be used like Della Shrimp. I feel like <laughs> even 15-year-old EJ would find a way to use Carmelo Anthony in a better way and find a way to maximize his skill level better than George Carl, who shows up and tells Carmelo Anthony that he's Della Shrimp and that he's overrated. Like, it, it reminds me that these folks are human and they're not above reproach because that is still crazy, to quote <laughs> Kid Miro in that, uh, in that clip. Detlef was a nice player, though. Let's let's not catch too many strays for uh, Detlef Schrempf. Oh, shout here. out to Detlef Schrempf. He's kind of a pioneer. He's a European guy. Germany sure. uh, played a great great career with the Pacers. I think he was around for All-Star Weekend. He was actually the no, coach of one of the Rising Stars teams. Um, mm-hmm. You know, played for the Sonics. He was a really good player there under George Carl. So, I got love for Detlef Schrempf. I think Detlef Schrempf actually was one of those players that was ahead of his time. If sure. Detlef Schrempf would have played in this era he would have been one of these 6'10", 6'11 guys who was shooting threes and playing on the perimeter. Like, he was so out there at that point in time. I don't think people really knew how to use him well. So I I, I got no beef with Detlef Schrempf. 
But no, to, no, say, yeah. to say that Carmelo Anthony, national champion <laughs> in college basketball, number sure. three overall pick, second runner-up rookie of the year, you show up and you say he's overrated <laughs> and that he's Detlef Shrimp is just wild. It's completely wild. It, it reminds me that, hey, when I – get after Tom Thibodeau or one of these other coaches. Like, I'm not going to think, oh, maybe these guys know more than me. No, I, there's a guy who won 900 games in the NBA who said Carmelo Anthony was Detlef Shrimp. Don't tell really me does. I don't know anything about basketball. Really setting up that relationship for success, so doing that day <laughs> one. Um, guys, it, it is President's Day, so I, I think it is important to know your presidents. And I, I do have some sports-related, mostly, uh, presidential questions for you. Are you guys, EJ, Carlos, ready to do this? No buzzers, so you can just – blurt out answers okay okay we're gonna learn some things we're gonna learn some things all right so we'll we'll start with a little warm-up get the blood flowing all right uh who is the oldest living president oldest living president like ever or yes uh current oh well joe biden right? yeah i was I'm like i'm like who's older is it biden or trump oh, oh living or oh, anybody oh uh-huh. no it's gotta oh, wait, be jimmy carter yeah, Jimmy Carter, my man right. Jimmy Carter not in the grave. Yeah, Jimmy yeah. Carter. Yeah, okay. Jimmy Carter. He's been in hospice for a year and one day now. It's only president to live to age 99. He's going to live so me. Uh, we got some sports-related ones okay. here. Which president turned down offers to play professional football? I'm going to say Ronald Reagan. I'm going to. I thought he was an actor. He was, but he's he's a man of many talents. Huh. I I have no idea. So I'm just gonna go with a big burly dude. I can't imagine he has the coordination for it, but I'll say Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford, no absolutely way. correct. Wow. Yeah, was it just Chevy Chase falling down on stage? Was a star player at the University of Michigan right, in the, the Michigan 1930s. Man. That's true. After graduation, turned down offers from what the Lions and the Packers. <laughs> that's all right. That's I mean, crazy. I knew that Carlos. Whole time. Carlos has got it. Carlos is hot. All right. What president, according to his daughter, referred to baseball as a mollycoddle game? So it's got to be somebody who was around when baseball probably was, like, starting or in its early days, I would think. Uh, I'm going to say someone like – I'm going to say FDR. He doesn't doesn't feel like a baseball guy. I have no idea. Woodrow Wilson. Yeah, both, both incorrect. Teddy Roosevelt, a man's man. Oh man! No base. Molly coddle game needs some blood and all this. What is that? What's up? a molly coddle? Is that what you said? Uh, you know, I've I never guess heard it was that word a uh, hundred years ago. All right. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, I tell you what. what George, Car- George Carl would have called uh, Carmel Anthony <laughs> model coddy. Whatever. He that was word. molly coddle. That's right. <laughs> what president played rugby in college at Oxford? Oh, someone went to Oxford. So someone's got to be. Someone's got to be smart. He played rugby. Going smart but physical. Uh, huh. Can I go with someone like a? It's kind of hard. I feel like most. I don't think most presidents. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, who's smart? I'm gonna say JFK. I'll say. I'll say. I'll say. uh, I'll go like a Woodrow Wilson. Um, We're surprising here. Bill Clinton played rugby in college at Oxford. George W. Bush also played rugby at Yale. So uh, it looks like they're letting anybody in Yale. Okay, do we have one more. We have time for one more. Is that is that done, Pete? I got I got two more for you. Okay, we'll two. Okay. Quick. First president to attend Major League Baseball's opening day and throw the ceremonial first pitch. I feel like that's a George Bush thing. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go W. Okay, okay. Wow. It happened in 1910, and it was uh, William Howard Taft. Taft threw the first yeah, pitch. How am I supposed to know? You're talking about burly presidents. I'm surprised whoa, you didn't whoa, get whoa. to the. Get to the mouth. Did they have the cart for okay. him? <laughs> like the horse cart? Yeah. 
All right, so let's let's hit the the finale here. Which okay. president once got stuck in a bathtub? Oh, that is William Taft. That I know. <laughs> yeah, that it's a famous story. Very good, very good. So we, <laughs> yeah, we end on a high note. The pitch. There you go. We know the important things about the presidents, right? Yes, exactly. The, somehow the sports <laughs> people don't know anything about the sports stuff, but we know about the other stories regarding these presidents. Shout out to the great Pete McCarthy. Thank you as always. 855-212-4227. We still got some open phone lines and a little bit of time left, so you want to get in, call 855-212-4227. Coming up, NBA All-Star Weekend was sad. But I still haven't told you the saddest story that happened for NBA All-Star Weekend. I'll tell you that after this. It's EJ Stewart filling in for Maggie and Perloff. We'll be right back. Hey, shout out to Lupe Fiasco. Shout out to the shy. It's EJ Stewart filling in for Maggie and Perloff. Mark Ryan takes you at the top of the hour, filling in for Bill Ryder on Ryder Than You. I told you guys, and we'll get to the phone lines before we wrap up here. I told you guys I saw the saddest thing I thought I would ever see this weekend. And it came from the celebrity game, which is crazy because it's like, okay, it's a celebrity game. Most of these people can't play. How sad could this be? And I, look, I'm someone who loves the celebrity game. In fact, I've been I've had like an unofficial campaign to get myself to the celebrity game for like seven years. So that is one of my bucket list items in this sports industry, like or in the media industry as a whole. Number one, I want to host a panel at Comic-Con. It could be San Diego or New York. I don't care. And number two, I want to be in the celebrity all-star game at the NBA. I really want to do that. So when I see folks get the opportunity and then embarrass themselves the way Tristan Jazz, who is a basketball influencer on social media, did, it really upsets me. Here is what Tristan Jazz said. He was playing the game. He was playing. He was one of the leading scorers in the game at halftime. He got to meet Kelsey Plum. And this was the exchange that happened. My thing with Tristan is that Tristan, he'll make the right play, but he was going to be aggressive to score. So through the Richard Jefferson commentary, you heard uh, Tristan Jazz say, hello, my Wisconsin people. And then Kelsey Plum, star of the Las Vegas Aces, says, pass the ball, bro. You would think, look, it was funny. The guy had like, he took like 20 shots in the first half. He was definitely gunning for the MVP. You would think that he would be able to take that on the chin and move on. But no. Tristan Jazz said on Twitter, responding to this quote, add more assists at halftime than she averaged her whole last season and more assists at halftime than her whole career average. You passed the ball. Are you actually serious right now? We that, that You want to show how delusional we are as Americans today and maybe particularly American men? I point to you this tweet. You have a man here who's comparing his celebrity game stats where he's going being guarded by 5'3", Kai Sinat, and Jennifer Hudson. And he's using those stats to compare it to a WNBA champion. I mean, you want to talk about delusional and sad? I don't know where to begin when it comes to that tweet. But shame on Tristan Jazz. He should be banned from the celebrity game moving forward. And NBA, if you're looking for someone to take his spot, Holla at your boy. 855-212-4CBS. I got time for maybe a couple quick calls and we rapid fire. Andy in Pennsylvania, you got like 30 seconds. What do you got for me? Hey, how's it going, EJ? Doing great. Um, just, came, just came back from All-Star Weekend, and I left before the All-Star game because I knew it would be a waste of time. Oh, but yeah. I wanted to ask you about how, you know, the NBA All-Star game is represented the NBA as a whole right now because, 
you can see during the regular season, there's teams totaling more than 150 points. So I I feel like I could already know that it was going to be a waste of time before that, just because of how players play during the regular season. They don't really get intense on defense until the playoffs. So do you think that it's a microcosm of just the NBA as a whole right now, or what do you think? It's a good point, Andy, and thank you so much for the phone call. I think in some ways it is, in some ways it isn't. Look, there's going to be more scoring because teams are taking more threes in general. So I think sometimes we got to kind of like change the way we think of defense in the NBA. Like a team giving up 115 points doesn't mean they necessarily played bad defensively. You have to look at all different kind of metrics. Just like in baseball, that's how you're looking at batting averages and tell you the story of how well a guy's playing. So I think in some ways it's a microcosm, and in some ways it's not. It's just there's going to be more threes that are scoring. This game, particularly, the problem was there was lack of effort. There was no effort defensively, and that's where a lot of the problems came in. Uh, real quick, I want to get to Allen, who's in Houston. Shout out to maybe not Allen Houston, but Allen in Houston. Uh, Allen, you got 15 seconds. What do you got for me? Yes, sir. Hey, um, on the uh, the fix for the All-Star game, yeah. my idea was um, to make it interesting. Why don't you give the, the conference winner – uh, buys for the number one and number two seeds um, because you're going to have most of your all stars being in the you know top three or four teams in each conference, mm-hmm. um, and it's going to give you it's going to give them an incentive as, along with the three, four, and five and six seeds. You'll still have your play in tournaments. You're only going to lose out on two uh, televised games, but I mean you're going to have both sides playing hard, especially from those top teams. I tell you, Allen in Houston, not to be confused with Allen Houston. It's a bold. That's a bold move. I'm not sure if I want to go that far, but if you're talking about getting those guys to play hard, you want to give them incentive, that is how you do it. I'm EJ Stewart. I'll be back tomorrow with Maggie Gray. He'll be back for Maggie and Perloff. Shout out to Nico. Did a fantastic job behind the glass. Shout out to Carlos, to the Weedos, to the coffee drinkers. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace and one love. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.